We're talking to Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West, and uh, we've got a little treat for you here, uh, Commissioner Thompson. Uh, one of your <laughs> really good friends from Albuquerque, New Mexico, he uh, currently serves uh, as an associate supervisor for officials for the West Coast Consortium. Bill Gracie, say hello to Commissioner Thompson, Bill. Hey, Craig, uh, it's Bill here, and uh, you really uh, threw us for a loop doing this, man. We were, there's one guy that's a... Uh, one guy that has always uh, been a champion to the officials and to the consortium is been you, Craig, and we're really going to miss you, man. Well, it's great hearing your voice, Bill. And, you know, we just saw each other a month or so ago at a Hall of Fame dinner for uh, for our basketball coordinator, Bobby Diber. But I've, I've always respected the job that you do and all your peers do in all the sports. Officiating is such a very important part. And, you know, I... I you know, when, when fans, they, they love their team and they look at it through a different color-shaded glasses depending on what the school colors are, right? <laughs> but uh, you guys have been phenomenal, and, and I appreciate you each and every day and each and every game. Bill, well, I'll tell you, yeah, go, go ahead, back. Bill. The consistency that you've gotten uh, through the commissioner of the Mountain West, Bill, talk about that. Well, it's, you know, yeah. As a referee, you never want to get called into the principal's office. In this case, you don't want to get to, you don't want to have to go to a commissioner's office. And um, I never had to do that. I don't know if anybody else had to, but um, Craig's always been fair, and he understands how difficult officiating any sport, but college basketball with the crowd right on top of you, and uh, uh, he, you know, he just always had the feel for what we went through, and that's can't always be said with a lot of the people we deal with. But like you said, when you're looking through rose-colored glasses at your teams, and I wanted to mention that, you know, New Mexico fans, and me living here most of my life, uh, we actually held uh, my parents' 50th wedding anniversary at a surprise party when I was refereeing in Vegas <laughs> at the Mountain <laughs> So, oh, that's fantastic. No, you know, great respect. The The officials are such a big part of the game. And, and you know, the one of the fallacies or misperceptions is that the officials don't care. The officials are as passionate and care as deeply about getting the call right and not affecting the outcome of the game as anybody in the stands watching all right, uh, Commissioner Thompson, thank you so much for your time. I did want to get a New Mexico Sports Hall of Famer uh, on, and that's uh, obviously Bill Gracie, who you've known for a number of years, uh, to also send you his best. Uh, we'll let you go, uh, Commissioner Thompson. I'm going to have you stay on the line, Bill. But thank you so much uh, for all your contributions, and uh, we'll talk to you later, uh, Commissioner Thompson. Well, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having Bill on. And, uh, you know, let's go Mountain West. There's, there's a lot of good days ahead. Thank you so much. All right. That's the commissioner, Craig Thompson, joining us here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. I already kind of introduced uh, our next guest. Uh, he is a New Mexico Sports Hall of Famer. He's just inducted recently in the Sports Hall of Fame, New Mexico Sports Hall of Fame. He was my baseball coach at Cibola High School, my varsity baseball coach. It was his first couple of years there, and I was my junior and senior year. And Bill, uh, seeing like, uh, you know, you get into the Sports Hall of Fame on um, behalf of all your former players we're we're oh, we're so so proud uh, of you getting in and it was so deserving bill well i, I tell you it's uh it was a really uh, humbling experience and definitely honored uh, 
something I never, you don't go into sports to get into a Hall of Fame. You, you get into it because you love it. And in my case, I've uh, had a unique career as a high school player. Uh, my knees blew up. I didn't get to do the college thing as a, a player. So I thought, what's the next best thing? Let's officiate it. And um, so I got into college basketball officiating as well as a uh, high school baseball coach at Cibola. Yeah, terrific athlete at West Mesa, and then uh, got into coaching, but uh, at the same time, you were doing dual things as well, Bill, uh, coaching and then officiating some of the biggest games uh, across the West and across the country at different times. So how did you balance that? You know, you were you were coaching, but at the same time, balancing, you know, the need for you to, like, still continue to progress as an official. Well, a couple things to... <laughs> Unique situation, of course, but I had great people surrounding me. I had a great assistant coach for 15 years in Sean Campbell. I had fantastic administrators at Cibola High School. John Barefoot hired me, followed by Linda Taylor, and then uh, Mr. Don Duran. And uh, I never kept anything from him. I, my career, I, I started refereeing college basketball in 1982 83. Um, and my third game ever, Joe, was the East-West All-American game uh, the night before Jim Valvano won the uh, national championship. Wow. And Go ahead. For me, for me, the principal saw it as, as kind of a role model for the kids during these big things. And he's here teaching the kids as well. And I tried never to cheat uh, the students at Cibola and uh, – uh, when you have a guy like Sean Campbell who was there every practice I missed or if I happened to miss a game, uh, we didn't miss a beat because Sean was so reliable and dependable. I mentioned also in the introduction, of course, we're talking to Bill Gracie. He's a New Mexico Sports Hall of Famer. He's just inducted. He was my high school baseball coach at Cibola back in uh, 1980 and 81. And um, you're currently a an associate supervisor for officials for the West Coast Consortium. Tell me what that's all about, Bill. It, it actually sounds kind of fun uh, because you get to stay in officiating, but you don't have to get booed every night like in the old days, huh? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, uh, probably one of the things that helped me in officiating the most is I had the ability to communicate with the coach for those four to 10 second conversations you have during a game, maybe during uh, a ball out of bounds or timeout, you know, those four to 10 second conversations. The difference wearing a tie compared to wearing the stripes is when those games are over, there's no time limit on those phone calls. I, yeah, I gotcha. So you got to listen a lot. I gotcha. Oh my goodness! I've uh, I've got a couple texts from some college coaches. I haven't erased that. Uh, they had to have worn out their fingers texting. <laughs> you know, it's uh, they're pretty vile to right after a game is over. But um, yeah, it's a unique experience. I got to blow the whistle on college basketball for thirty one years, and uh, this is my I think I just finished my ninth year as an associate supervisor of officials. So now my job is to um, help um, find officials, educate them, evaluate them, and uh, try to help them get better as much as we can and to make the game of college basketball run well. It's a unique, unique uh, job in the fact that I still get to go out and watch the games uh, front row and um, whatever I can do to help the officials get better, that's 
that's what my job is. We were talking earlier about the Mountain West Conference. So, Bill, you uh, officiated in the biggest venues uh, across the country. Um, so tell me, um, you, you know, I was talking about Eric Curry wanting to call games in the Mountain West tournament because that's what the excitement. You guys, you guys, you know, know you have a job to do. And so what were, what were places you went into, uh, you know, outside of the pit or even the Pan Am Center uh, where you knew that the crowd was going to be engaged? Give me, give me a venue or two, Bill. Well, uh, one of my favorite places to referee uh, was at the Thomas and Mac in Vegas, not just during the tournament, but I got to referee those great teams when Larry Johnson and, and um, uh, the team that won it. Yeah, Tarkanian, yeah. Yeah, with Tark. Uh, I always loved working there because the crowd was always engaged. Um, UTEP, uh, I broke in with Don Haskins. And, you know, back in those days when I was just, you know, <laughs> feeling, feeling my way through every game, uh, Don Haskins and the, uh, the event center at UTEP is just a fam- fantastic place to ref. I was always jealous because I didn't get to referee here, and everybody said it was the best. The only time I referee here would be an exhibition game, with the exception uh, we had a referee one time that got stuck in Dallas and, it was a great game. Uh, the Lobos and um, Hunter Green hit a buzzer shot to beat uh, uh, Senate Dimbo and the Wyoming uh, Cowboys. I think they were number five in the nation at that time. Right. I remember but, that. And, yeah. and, 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 and an Albuquerque ref, because of the circumstances, was on that court that night. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I actually went home from Seville High School having a headache. <laughs> and then um, Bobby Dibler called me and said, hey, are you in town? I said, yeah. And he said, get your stuff and get over here. So uh, I got rid of that headache and uh, went out to referee a great game. But, you know, a couple other places, uh, probably one of the most intimidating places was uh, Oklahoma State. And if you haven't, if you ever watch a game on television and at Oklahoma State, the cameras, like, come down on top of your head. Right. Uh, the, the stadium goes straight up above you, and they're everywhere. And it's just, it's a raucous crowd. And uh, the first time I was ever there, I was I had the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game. And just a uh, crazy environment, crazy environment. But, um, yeah, it's uh, New Mexico State was always uh, a tough place for me. Me and me and uh, Neil McCarthy, we didn't, we didn't see the same game. It was always a war when Neil and I got together. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, so Bill, like like I said, not only you know all the things you did in in coaching at you know the the high school, you also coached softball at New Mexico. A lot of success with that. Uh, the things you've done through officiating, and then uh, all the other community things that you're involved with. I mean, you help out so much, and I wanted to make sure that. Um, you uh that we had a chance to get you on and and i wanted to let you know how proud we are of you all your former uh players are proud of you all your former students are proud of you bill and congratulations on being into uh, named into the new mexico sports hall of fame bill well Bill, thank you so much you know your family and our family we grew up a block and a half apart and uh known you since you're a little rat no less uh coaching baseball with you but uh, congratulations on your radio station and, and just a, what a great job uh, 101.7 the team does. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you so much. That is Bill Gracie, the Hall of Famer, my former 
baseball coach at Cibola. And, uh, man, from the moment he got that job, you knew it was the real deal, uh, Sam. I mean, on his desk from the get-go was, like, the Mississippi State playbook, which is, like, the, the this three-ring binder, it almost seems like, so thick. And, and up until that point, I was like, you know, I think of plays, I think of football and even basketball to some degree, but baseball having, I mean, and that, that taught me how, uh, how deeply that Bill Gracie knew the game and it translated, uh, you know, as a high school coach still does. And, uh, also, you know, part of the UNM, uh, softball program. So, uh, neat to see him. And, and I'll, I'll just tell you, it was, it was neat watching a celebrity when you'd be flipping channels, watching college games. And it's like, there's Coach Gracie. He's coaching that one, you know, and and he always did a very fine job. And uh, it, anyway, it was neat to have him on. No, that's that's very cool. And and to have the two of them get to chat it up here for a second. It's a great story about going to Vegas for his parents for the birth of his mom's birthday. And- I'm telling you, we got to figure out a way. I know it's at the same time as the state ba- uh, basketball tournament, but. I you know every once in a while it'll be on different week but I, who knows when that'll ever be again. As long but, as there's not a construction convention going on at the same time. Well, I mean, there's always something going on up That's there at, at all times. Okay, so anyway, I need to get you out there, even if it's just for a Lobo UNLV game. All right, uh, it's Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017. The team. We still have a few more minutes uh, before uh, the six o'clock hour, and uh, I know we have a good one because Scott Galetti is joining you. Yep, we'll uh, we'll get more as we're getting closer to kickoff for. Chargers and Chiefs will get more into into this game. We'll we'll get. I mean, Scott's been around the Mountain West for a long time as well, so I'm sure he was listening here. He's usually up and ready to go. We'll get his thoughts on what we just heard from Commissioner Thompson, and it's a football Thursday. How about Commissioner Thompson? Uh, I think he came strong, and you know, really, you could tell he's got a lot of optimism for for New Mexico. You know, making sure he mentions you know Richard Pitino, and then Danny Gonzalez, and Eddie Nunez, and all the things that the president uh, Garnet Stokes and uh, so anyway, you know, he, he obviously it, people are curious about the timing on it uh, with the midseason, um, but there's still plenty of time to find a replacement between now and the be- beginning of next year. Well, that's what I was kind of surprised about, even more than the midseason leaving in the middle of basketball season was, you know, about a three month heads up that this was going to be coming down. Usually, you know, usually these things get uh, pushed out a little bit further. You know, you know, maybe we, maybe around this time last year we hear at the end of 2022, but. It just, go, I mean, but that's just how how quickly. That's just how how fast the world of college sports is moving, and how much different, you know, even from this time last year or two years ago, how much different it is. 